Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises, here with Brandon Lewis for our weekly chat in which we've dubbed ourselves the Embedded Experts. Um, if you've listened before, you know sometimes we invite a special guest, sometimes we just talk on our own because we think we're experts and we don't need other people on the phone with us. But um, this week we want to talk about security, and I think that um, where we're going is a little bit out of my area of expertise, and I won't speak for Brandon, but um, I'm going to say that uh, it's a little bit out of his area as well. So we have invited a, a very special guest this week, Reinhard Kyle, who you probably know is, is with ARM. Um, so we were talking about ARM Trust Zone, and um, I'm going to let Brandon take it from here because he was the one who, who actually proposed the problem that I didn't know the answer to. Yeah, so uh, pretty much, uh, hi, Reinhardt, how you doing? Um, one of the problems with uh, in industry so far is obviously security has become top of mind. Um, and Trust Zone is a technology that's been around for a long, long time, you know, back in the A-class processors. Um, and recently, the extensions of Trust Zone added it to Cortex-M devices. Um, but even before, it wasn't really being used a lot, either because it was difficult or people didn't have the time to do it or because it incurred some development costs. Why do you think uh, Trust Zone wasn't u implemented uh, more often or more effectively uh, in the past? Yeah, you are right. Trust Zone for Cortex-A um, is not so obvious to use, and it is actually quite intensively used in several mobile operating systems. But we haven't uh, really made um, a big push for the wide industry, whereas ARM now makes a push in the microcontroller industry, as you know, with the Cortex-M23 and M33. Um, and... Uh, in this way, we believe that the take-up is much easier and will be widely adopted. Do you think that some of the reason that um, it was a little bit more difficult to be, uh, to, to be used in the past had to do with the complexity is associated with you know, defining memory regions? We have an article, actually a series of articles right now on embeddedcomputing.com um, that deals with, it's called Security in the Cortex-MPU, and it gets really into the weeds about what you can do with memory uh, regions and Trust Zone is all about defining portions of memory that are secure or unsecure. Um, is that one of the problems? And if so, what are you guys doing on the tools side to help? Um, one of the problems in the MPU of a Cortex-M3 was that it had uh, regions that were quite hard to set up, and we have fundamentally fixed this issue. Now the regions have actually a granularity, which is 16 aligned and no longer has um, the fragmentation issues that the Cortex-M3 had. So from this itself, we made it easier. But if you take a look to our examples that we provide for the Cortex-M23 and, and M33 that are part of our SAMSYS pack, then you can see that we did further enhance the usability. We are using header files that are easy to configure. You just need to enter the addresses of your memory regions to configure the secure and non-secure parts of the memory. So in this aspect, we did already simplify quite a bit, and we will further go ahead and simplify this even further for our customers. That's great. You also, we, we spoke recently for 
um, another article that I wrote, and you put together, you uh, put forth a notion of uh, pre pre programmed ROM um, to kind of help with some of the uh, uh, secure and non-secure um, aspects, uh, application development. Uh, do you see that moving forward in things like Simpsys and, and MDK? Um, what the Cortex-M23 and 33 have is actually a secure and a non-secure programmer's model. And if you take a look to the secure part, and yes, this adds complexity and needs some in-depth knowledge on how to set it up. But the non-secure part is actually exactly the programmer's model of a Cortex-M3, which is widely known uh, to the industry. Exactly is probably too strong. As I said before, we did some enhancements, such as the MPU. But from the look and feel, it feels like you program an M3. And what we envision is that we will have providers of ready-to-use firmware, for example, communication stacks, that go into the secure part, and then the non-secure part is ready to use for the application programmer that adds his extra functionality. And all it takes is basically a header file and, an, uh, in, and a file that is for the linker that defines the entry points to this firmware, and he can use this ready-made firmware in his application. And um, the Good thing is, since it is in the secure side, it is actually impossible to tamper with the software. So you cannot write or modify it, which is uh, quite important for IoT because in the IoT space you have security credentials that you should not be able to, to access or modify in any way. That's great, really abstracting a lot of the complexity there. Yeah. What about so we the, believe extra that with the memory the footprint that's required to do some of this stuff? Is that extra baggage that people may not be willing to uh, to part with? Sorry, I didn't got the on the beginning of your question. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I was asking about the extra memory footprint that's re that's required to implement this. Is that something people may not want to give up? Um, Memory in the microcontroller world is, of course, critical. And if you take a look to how we implemented TrustZone in the M class, then the overhead is actually minimal. It has, from the nature, it has a secure gate instruction at the beginning of an entry point, and this is the whole overhead that is required to enter the secure memory portion. So from that aspect by itself, it's already quite uh, simple. But of course, a complex software structure has some overhead. Um, but we believe that the overhead is so small that it's easy to afford. So it sounds like it's a no-brainer. So why are there people who are not implementing this? Cortex-M with TrustZone is new. Uh, and for that reason, people can't use it yet because the devices are still in the works. As you know, we have just announced the processors at TechCon last year, but um, we will see devices soon on the market. Fair enough. Well, that works for me. Um, me too. As I said in the beginning, you're way more of an expert in this <laughs> than I am. and. Uh, I certainly won't speak for Brandon, but um, we want to thank you for coming on and, and explaining this and putting it in, into terms that uh, I can certainly understand. Yeah, that's great, Reinhard. Thanks a lot. 
Yeah, thank you, Richard and Brandon, for inviting me to this uh, podcast. Really appreciated it. You are certainly welcome. That was Reinhard Kyle. He is with ARM, and that was Brandon Lewis, Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design. And I'm Rich Nass, also with Embedded Computing Design. Have a great day, everybody.